Hello and welcome to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is Lucy Gilman. I'm Deputy Editor at B2B Marketing and I'll be your host. I'm joined today by Kat Walkerden, VP of Global Marketing and Logicalis, and Gabby Dunbar, Associate Director at Champion Communications. This episode is the second installment in our series with Champion, where we're taking a deep dive into PR in B2B and exploring Champion's recent study, B2B PR for Growth. So first things first, Kat, could you tell us a bit about yourself and your role at Logicalis? Yeah, um, as you mentioned, Katrina Walkerton, Global VP of Marketing for Logicalis. I've been with the group for about four years, um, started off in Australia and have been in the UK head office uh, for about a year, but doing the global role for just coming up on two years. And I'm responsible for all elements of brand, go to market, communication, etc. Um, for, for our global team. Amazing. And Gabby, could you tell us a bit about Champion and why you guys wanted to commission B2B PR for growth? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Lucy. Uh, so at Champion, we are fundamentally dedicated to helping our clients grow. So we work primarily with businesses that operate in the B2B tech space, um, UK-based, international. We operate across both. Um, and really the reason that we wanted to do this research is that we believe as a as an organization and we really have seen as well the power of PR and that when it's used correctly to drive business growth it can really have a impactful influence at every stage of the buying journey um, and we do often see actually that PR isn't used to its maximum potential and more often than not it can be quite a, a difficult um, uh, thing to to kind of position to the board as to why they should invest in PR. Um, so that's kind of why we went ahead and, and did the research. We wanted to understand if PR is being used by businesses in the UK and if it's being used as a growth tool, how are they using it if so? Um, so that's where the research came from. That's why we decided to go forward with it. Um, the research itself is based on surveys conducted independently uh, by a market research firm. And we discussed and, you know, really got to the, to the crook of the um, prospect here because we went out and questioned senior marketing managers and CEOs from UK-based companies. Um, and the research itself actually really uncovers objectives for investing in PR, data on its effectiveness and their views on its use within their organization as the three fundamentals. Amazing. And as you said, Gabby, you know, we're here today to discuss using PR as a growth tool. And I think the perfect place to start with that is looking at the objectives for investing in PR in the first place. So according to the survey, 60% of respondents cite generating trust, validations and credibility for their objectives. Similarly, 54% mentioned creating brand awareness and strengthening sales conversations. So Kat, would you agree with this characterization of PR? And is that something that you've seen at your time at Logicalis? Yeah, definitely. So for us, um, well, in general, PR is critical to creating long-term growth. When you compare that to the other more traditional methods that are used by marketers, which is around, you know, the sales activation or campaign focused approach, PR um, and, and other brand building activities give you that longer term brand equity, increase your share of voice in market. 
which is particularly important for an organization like Logicalis, we're on a really interesting journey at the moment of evolving from becoming from, from being a reseller of technology. We're in the B2B technology space, which is a very crowded um, environment to be in, particularly when you're um, you know, selling services around cloud and security, et cetera. And for us, having that ability through PR to differentiate our brand, to surface up some of our experts and, and differentiate our, ourselves through sharing that expertise, again, in that very crowded market, just helps to keep us top of mind um, in that share of voice, uh, you know, compared to our competitors as well. So it's really important that we're using PR to engage in those conversations in the market that are relevant to our audiences, particularly as we evolve from reseller to managed service provider um, and moving beyond that to a digital managed service provider. So really educating the market and using PR to do that, educating the market on where the next trends are, are heading to in that space and, and how our customers and, and potential clients can get involved. That's a really good point, if I can just pick up on what you just said there, Kat. Um, the longevity of PR, as you said, is like a long-term tactical initiative for growth and driving awareness behind a brand is really important um and more recently i think it's about a week ago i was actually having a look through edelman's recent trust barometer i don't know if either of you keep an eye on that but there was some really interesting data that came through that um and in the 2023 report they actually revealed that the trust in society business and the media is at an all-time low Obviously, considering where we're at at the moment as a society, you can understand why. Um, and then what the what the data really demonstrated was that decision makers have to see a brand, see content from a brand a minimum of five times for them to even recognize it as a brand, to even then earn trust in that brand. Um, and at a similar time, some Google research came out which suggested that almost 90% of buyers consult at least 10 content sources before even considering making a pur purchasing decision. Mm -hmm. So just to your point a, mo a moment ago, Kat, in terms of, you know, you want Logicalis to be top of mind when your buyers are ready to make a purchasing decision. That's where PR can really drive value because it's an always on initiative that means your buyers might not be ready right this moment to buy something. But yeah. when they are ready, it's really important to make sure that a business, particularly like Logicalis, is top of mind when that when that person or individual is ready to to make that buy in decision. Absolutely. And I think there's been there's more and more of a kind of reality check coming in about, you know, the traditional campaign um, duration and kind of lead to opportunity to uh, revenue attribution isn't what you know, what we'd like it to be or what it was. And you, you're you not necessarily going to be able to attribute, um, you know, revenue within a particular campaign period like we've traditionally tried to do. And so with that in mind, having that always on PR and sharing that expertise, while, you know, the drawbacks of that um in, in the past is that you haven't been able to as, as readily measure that in the campaign period that, that, that marketers are looking to measure. But that's not to say that the PR isn't massively um, 
kind of helping that campaign along and and should should play will play a key role in its success or or not 100% i think going back to what we were saying i think some of the things that we hear a lot in b2b is and it sounds a bit dramatic is that you can't sell to people anymore like you can't go directly out to someone and be like here's my product please buy it you have to have that always on presence and i think pr acts at that as that nice almost like above the funnel like always present yeah it's like you have to give something to get something back if yeah. that makes sense yeah I feel like people don't want to be sold to I don't like to be sold to and and they don't really want to be marketed to either unless it's something of value to them and I think again that's where PR plays a really nice role because it's it's just the the sharing of information the sharing and shaping of influence versus I am you know I'm putting a campaign to you and I'm going to get somebody to call you and say, do you have a budget? Do you have authority? Do you have a need? Do you have a time frame? I mean, it's really off-putting um, unless, of course, you know, it's the exact thing that you're looking for and you're like, oh, thank God, I <laughs> save loads of time. I don't need to Google now and, and do my due diligence. But, you know, the, the chance of that connection is actually quite rare. So, so to build your, you know, your brand credibility and salience in your particular category over time through sharing of expertise is, is such a more pleasant way to engage, particularly if you're trying to engage with a C-level audience, as we are at Logicalis, you know, the CIO is our core um, group, and you're certainly not going to get them taking a call from a, um, you know, from a telemarketing agency or opening an EDM waiting to hear what Logicalis has got to say. Yeah, and I guess as well to that point, buying these days isn't so linear so you can't yeah. as you said you can't really make have that linear approach anymore where you think actually yeah if we have a telemarketing team who are targeting this audience and do a call then they're going to want to move ahead and purchase something from Logicalis um, and I think that kind of links to the research where it really points to the fact that you've got to really be present on so many different channels now because I mean the way that I consume news is probably different from how you both consume news I might watch Sky Kat you might watch BBC and Lucy you (laughs) might you know get your news off your Apple app on your phone I'm not sure but you just have to make sure that you are really getting to where your prospects are um, which is all over the place these days it's pretty much all of the different channels that you could think of. And I think that's so important. And again, another area where PR can really help influence um, that brand awareness as well. Agreed, yeah. Amazing. And I think, you know, we've discussed the benefits of PR and it's clear that they're as vast as much as the survey respondents agree with what we're saying. But one of the things that is really interesting in B2B PR for growth is despite the appreciation for PR, there's not really that much actioning of it. For example, 43% of business development tools don't see or use editorial coverage as a sales enablement tool. So Kat, why do you think that there's this gap between appreciation and actioning? Yeah, I think it's partly to do with what I mentioned before, which is the ability to measure and and demonstrate you know direct ROI from the money and the time and the effort that you're putting into the program versus you know a traditional sales activation campaign or a traditional marketing campaign where you say right, I've got x amount of leads I've already said that 20% of those are going to convert and then away I go you know and then you kind of find 
the the five deals that kind of match back to that and go great my campaign was a success whereas in pr you've got to be really um i guess from the outset define what success means to you in your pr campaign so for logicalis you know on this journey that we're on to evolve from a traditional reseller to a, a credible managed service provider and a sustainable business partner uh, we need to shape over time, um, you know, uh, the opinions of our customers and, and prospects in market by really just sharing where we're at on our journey and and kind of, like Gabby said before, show up in that kind of news and editorial in a way that is, you know, just part of what the news that they are already wanting to consume. So they're just kind of collecting that information. Um, so I think defining that is really important and recognizing that, you know, the efforts of PR will actually extend the life of your campaign. The more you can hear things across multiple platforms in multiple ways um, will, will ultimately appeal to your audience because they're hearing the same consistent message um, over and over again. So, yeah. No, that's a really good point. I think. So I think just going back to the research a second there on that point, Lucy, as well, I think it was the research revealed that 74%, if I'm remembering this correctly, um, of marketers said that um, <clears throat> the, uh, the majority, I think it was 80% of leads over the, the past 12 months came through, through PR. Um, and I think the interesting stat point there was that although so many MQLs, marketing qualified leads were generated as a result of PR it was really interesting to then see that such a large number of business development teams which I think was 43% were not using or even seeing editorial and I think traditionally that can come back to the point that these two departments can often really work in silos um, and lack that communication between the two departments to make sure that they're aligned on objectives, they know the, the end goals that each department are trying to deliver, which ultimately should always be working towards the, the business goal. But sometimes you can find in organisations that that isn't always true and there's a, a slight gap there. So I think to your point of, you know, despite marketers recognising the importance of PR, I think it can be twofold in that, you know, if, if a gap appears between these two departments, then business development teams might not be seeing the coverage, they might not see the value of it, which means that they don't then see the value of marketing and PR. And likewise, if you are able to bring the sales teams along the journey, it can really influence the type of content that you're driving within the organization because these individuals are often on the front line, if you like, because they're the ones talking to prospects, they have a relationship with customers. So if they can influence early on at the start, you know the hurdles the challenges that these buying group are facing and it can really help influence the content that the organization delivers which yeah. hopefully will resonate more with um with that target prospects as well absolutely yeah but i think in in, in response to because i probably didn't answer it well the first or, or thoroughly the first time but i think it's a it is a, a budget issue as well. Like if you don't have a big budget, you are probably going to go, and I've been guilty of this in the past as well, In where I've had kind of smaller budgets or just been a kind of one-man band. 
if you don't have an in-house PR person and you can't kind of afford to set aside the budget for an agency, you kind of go, oh, that's that's a bit too hard basket. And I don't know how to pitch into journalists. I don't know how to write a press release that's going to cut through. So so it's it's it feels kind of just just too hard. Um, whereas, yeah, I think making that leap and, and actually trying it and even kind of working with an agency, if you can, would, would be a good good way forward. Amazing. And Gary, just to circle back to what something to something you said earlier about silos and getting sales and marketing working together, how I'm not expecting you to have, you know, the silver bullet to ending all silos, but what do you think are some of the best steps to really get teams talking off the same PR hymn sheet, so to speak? It's a great question. Um, I can take a first stab at that one for you. Um, So I guess as you just mentioned, it's kind of about changing the mindset and being more of an advocate behind PR as well. I think I think you're right. I think sometimes PR can kind of be seen as a nice to have and can be seen as that really like top of the funnel, driving awareness, bit of fluff if you like, whereas really PR can be used and we've seen it be used at every stage of the funnel really effectively. We've seen it be used as a really great demand generation tool, and then also in the hands of the right sales team and the right organization is a real powerful lead generation tool. Um, but I think from experience of working at Champion and, and when we've delivered our best campaigns and on our best work, it's always been, as I mentioned earlier, when we can really engage with the sales teams from the start and when you know teams like Cat within the marketing team at Logicalis has a really close relationship with sales and has an understanding of what's going on from the from the front foot of of what they're trying to do um and i think when you are able to do that that's when you can really develop that really value driven content which is aligned with what the prospects are looking for um and i think secondly if you are in a in the situation where you can capture that data you can capture some of the the feedback from the sales team where they say oh actually you know i i had a prospect which had x challenge and your piece of content resonated really well and showcased a solution that we have if you're able to capture some of that anecdotal feedback that's so powerful to be able to report to the board to say Yes, we know that you know PR is a really great tool for brand awareness, but it's also helping the sales guys close deals, move deals along, open new conversations, and they're using it really well. That's such a powerful thing to be able to capture. Um, and then, as I said earlier, likewise, that's when you can then start to use that as well to shift some of your strategy in terms of the content that you drive. Um, so to summarize, I think bring the sales guys in early, knowing what's going on with them and being able to generate content that's valuable to them and prospects. And also, if you can, being able to capture the influence that PR um, is having on that sales team is really great because, as as Kat mentioned earlier, that measurement part of PR, it's always been a challenge. It's a really difficult thing to be able to show the real consequence that PR is having. But if you are able to show, you know, how it's affecting the bottom line, if you like, that's when it can really be a powerful uh, tool. Great. Well, we will be covering measuring PR in some later episodes, so make sure you stay tuned to our listeners. And now, Kat, just to kind of wrap up everything that we've been saying, you know, some people may be listening to this episode and saying, you know, that all sounds really great, but I'm still a little bit skeptical about using PR as a business driver. So what would you say to those who may just be on the fence about 
PR's role in generating growth? Yeah, I would say it's a couple of things. First of all, you know, going back to your question about the sales and marketing, I think it's it's really sales are always going to be quarterly focused. Marketing is going to be that more kind of longer focused. But what we can both agree on is that we want to cut down the amount of work, uh, the legwork that sales need to do to have that conversation in front of the customer. You know, the ideal thing for me as a marketer is that a salesperson, you know, knocks on somebody's door or has that conversation and the customer or the audience can tell them what Logicalis does and about our evolving journey. And that is something that is generated through brand building, through PR, through sharing our story and and kind of investing in brand credibility. And I think whether you're a sales or marketing, that's something that's valuable. Um, I think the other thing, you know, if you are just kind of starting off with PR, um, being really clear about how you want, where you want to focus, what you want your results to be, what does good look like? And then just keep it really focused to start with. It could be that you want to look at one particular topic um, in your portfolio, whether it's, you know, cloud for us or security or building a brand as a managed service provider and really just go all in on that and get your subject matter experts behind it, invest in a good agency um, and just test it and learn, you know, like us marketers need to do all the time with things, test, learn, see what works. Um, but I think very quickly adding PR to your overall campaign uh you know, campaign mix to make it an integrated campaign from brand right down to demand will be a really worthwhile investment. So I would say do it. <laughs> That's a really good point, Kat. I think just picking upon one point that you said there, I think quite often companies can trial and trial try and boil the ocean a little bit with PR. And if they don't have a really clear understanding of what a, where their priorities are, what their objectives are, there can be a tendency to kind of go after it all if you like go after all the different industries they work across try and use PR to generate awareness around all their different solutions and to Kat's point earlier if you're able to really go in and be quite clear in terms of what are our priorities what should we be using PR for and where do we start then that'll really help to get the ball rolling and and see some results being driven from PR as well. Well, I think that's the perfect place to leave it. So Kat and Gabby, thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. And to our audience, thank you for tuning in. To find out more about PR and B2B, click the link below to read the full report. And make sure you tune in every other week to the B2B Marketing Podcast as we continue our journey into PR. So thank you and goodbye.